0: This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.
1: Welcome back to Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong, and if you're looking to buy a new home, maybe refinance the home you already own, you want a mortgage professional on your side, when dealing with the banks, it can save you a ton of money. And our guest this afternoon is that person, Angela Calla. We'll talk to her coming up But first, some of the consumer headlines from the past week. Two thousand bucks for a 200 square foot room on Vancouver's downtown east side. That's the subject of a video that has gone viral on TikTok and X, which is, of course, uh, Twitter. I don't think I'll ever get used to that. Uh, the video shows a young woman showing the inside of the 200-square-foot furnished room. It's located in the Lotus Hotel, 455 Abbott Street on the downtown east side. And it's caught the attention of conservative leader Pierre Polyev, who retweeted the video with the caption, Quote, $2,000 a month to live in a 200-square-foot room in one of the most drug and crime-heavy neighborhoods in Canada. Housing. After eight years of Trudeau and the NDP... Well, that's when NDP leader Jugmeet Singh joined in. He tweeted, none of this is an accident. Conservatives and liberals have let rich investors use housing as a get-rich-quick scheme. Now their greed is so out of control that a 200-square-foot apartment is going for $2,000 a month. The video has since been pulled from TikTok, but last time I checked, it was still up on X, the platform formerly known as Twitter. A Canadian housing expert says the shortage of nonprofit housing can be traced back to the 1990s when the federal government stopped investing in it. Carolyn Weitzman says there was a vague notion that the private sector would somehow provide low income housing, but that has never been true in Canada. According to 2022 data from Toronto, the average wait time for subsidized housing in TO ranges from eight to to 15 years, depending on the unit. And how about those pink salmon coming back? The Fraser River is seeing an unexpected return of the pinks, actually exceeding the forecasts. And that's raised the question, are the pink salmon doing so well because they've just recently closed a bunch of salmon farms off of Vancouver Island? The Pacific Salmon Commission, says it is increasing its projections of Fraser River pink salmon uh, this summer to a possible high of 11.6 million fish returning, up from an estimated high of 8.6 million fish. Some indigenous leaders and environmentalists are suggesting there's a link between the increase of the wild salmon, the pink, and the recent closure of the, uh, a bunch of salmon farms, but the BC Salmon Farmers Association doesn't agree. Rolling Stone magazine is out with its list of television's biggest misses, the biggest blunders from the world of TV. Making the list was a 1990 cop show called Cop Rock. You might remember. Uh, what was different about this cop show was that it was a musical. Just imagine Hill Street Blues, but with musical numbers. It was actually created by Stephen Bochco who also created Hill street blues, also LA law and NYPD blue cop rock was pretty much unwatchable, unwatchable. Uh, Other notable TV miscues included the uh, network's decision to cancel star Trek and Gilligan's Island. They were both given the boot after three seasons and would later become iconic TV shows, but only in reruns rolling stone, Also pointed the finger at Fox television for taking a pass on the Sopranos. They could have had that show, but they said no. Also NBC for turning Donald Trump into a TV star. But the number one blunder was given to NBC for canceling the show Freaks and Geeks after just one season. You may not have seen Freaks and Geeks, but it was a great show. And it starred not only a very young James Franco It was also the first big acting job for Seth Rogen, Jason Segel, and Martin Starr. It was also created by Paul Figg, who directed the movie Bridesmaids, and it was written by a very young Judd Apatow. I'm Martin Strong, and coming up on Vancouver Consumer, if you're in the market to borrow some money or maybe you want to refinance, my next guest will tell you how to do it right and that could save you some serious dough. Mortgage Pro, Angela Calla, is next when vancouver consumer continues right after this
0: this is a paid commercial program unless otherwise identified the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser the opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of cknw
1: welcome back this is martin strong and you know the fall is always a good time to get your financial house in order and the fall of 2023 is probably a crucial year to do that. Things are a little bit different. Borrowing money is more expensive than it's been in years. So how do you make sure you're not paying too much interest, whether it's your mortgage or any other loan? Well, you can start by listening to the advice of my guest right now. Angela Kalla is an accredited mortgage professional. You can find her online, angelacalla.ca. She's the host of The Mortgage Show on CKNW, Sundays at 3 and the best-selling author of the Mortgage Code, and she's with us now. Hi, Angela. How's your summer going?
2: Oh, it's going. It's going. My my heart is out for all the fires that we've been going through. And um, about that, just to start off, if you or a loved one are going through a house fire right now, you can and are impacted. Um, you could certainly reach out to your mortgage professional or your bank trust company or credit union, let them know that you've been impacted by the fire and they do have programs in place to delay some payments for you to defer them so you can get through the steps that you need to get through as, um, as you navigate some challenging waters. So I do want to let anyone who may have a loved one going through a fire know that that is an option and, and we've certainly done that for our clients at the Angela Keller Mortgage Team.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it certainly seems uh, like it's been a rough summer for that. Um, and, and in terms of uh, mortgage rates and everything, uh, as we look towards the fall, I guess that's a time when a lot of people, you know, start to to make sure that everything's in order. Uh, as people look to this fall, 2023, how different is the financial market than it was, say, last year or in the years before?
2: Oh, boy. It's incredibly different. Um, there are some fundamentals that never change. The fundamentals that never change is you have to plan for tax efficiency. You have to plan for how to advocate for yourself in the best possible way when it comes to reviewing your finances and turning the tables. And Canadians have opportunities to do that when they're back, you know, back in the swing of things in September. I feel that we're going to see some relief. We likely won't see I increase from the Bank of Canada September 6th but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't plan for it. We have uh, about three different cate- three or four different categories of people right now, Martin. We have the people who have a mortgage and they're in a record low interest rate that they may not see again in their lifetime. Right. Those those people need to absolutely understand what their when their renewal date is and how to best navigate that. And that means understanding what your payment shock is and understanding what you need to do with your budget to be able to manage that accordingly. Does that mean that you switch to a lender for a longer amortization? Does that mean that you incorporate debt outside your mortgage? Does that mean that you prepay your mortgage significantly? You know, the answer will be personalized for each individual, but that's what needs to happen for anyone who has a fixed interest rate that's going to be up for renewal in a couple of years that hasn't gotten a mortgage in the last 12 Months, So anyone that has a mortgage, that's your first priority. And also mm-hmm. understanding that will be critical because you need to integrate proper financial planning with that as well. Because if you are making a prepayment and you are pulling out investments to do so, how does that impact you from taxes? And do you have in your current portfolio ways that you could just move your existing uh, investments around to maybe result in a tax refund. So then you're not getting double whammo with pulling out your investments and then getting a tax implication as a result as well. So you need to be incredibly strategic about what your mortgage strategy is going to be for this next year, because we certainly don't anticipate interest rates coming down at all for the next 12 months based on the data today. You know, maybe when we're when yeah. we're doing this again next month, Martin, that could change. But <laughs> let's let's plan for the worst and, and hope for the best. So that's the category of people that have a mortgage that didn't obtain one in the last 12 months. Now, yeah. there's some people who are really struggling. Um, there's people who are calling us and saying, I'm not sure I can make it. I'm, I'm a senior. Everything has gone up. For you, I want to let you know you have nothing but options if you have equity in your home. You can literally, almost by snapping your fingers and by having a couple Mm -hmm. consultations, flip the switch on your mortgage if you're over 55 and get your equity working for you until either the economic circumstances change or you just want to design a different lifestyle for yourself. And that's the benefit of homeownership that you have for contributing to your own investment for years and years and years.
1: Right, because it seems like that's the position that a lot of people are probably in who are maybe near retirement and maybe they're lucky enough to own a home and they may not have this big income coming in, but they have this really large stake, this equity in this home that has really gone up in value. So I guess uh, when people talk to you uh, at angelacala.ca, there's lots of options for sort of taking advantage of that equity.
2: Yes, there is. And it's about navigating where we are right now. Martin, I can tell you that where we are right now is not where we're going to be forever. The market is consistently changing. And the market that we're in right now is A market that we have to plan for right now, but we have to be able to modify to change down the road because in three years from now, we'll have a different economic outlook and profile and opportunities for people than we do today. So for some people, this is just getting through the next few years. And for some people, this is designing a whole new life. And for some, in terms of how they envision things with the options that they have. And for some, this is planning multi-generationally. You know, we had a woman in her seventies. contact us last week and she was living in an over 55 building in White Rock. She had a small first mortgage on her home. She got hit with a strata assessment. She had some debt outside of her mortgage because her CPP OAS and her draw from her investments just weren't enough to keep up with inflation. She was worried about not having enough money left as she continued to age and she wanted to help her two children buy a home before she passed. So, The reverse mortgage was the perfect solution for her because we literally flipped the switch on her mortgage. So now she wasn't paying that money out every month. We gave her the money for her assessment, paid out her outside debts to further make sure. So now she could actually live off her CPP and her OAS and didn't even have to draw off her investments even after giving both of her daughters a down payment for their own homes. So she literally changed her life in a couple of weeks just by understanding what options she actually had
1: wow yeah that's great and i, I guess the word is options and uh, if people go to angelacala.ca, uh they can find out more about those options so so we've been talking about people who have mortgages already uh what about people who are like uh that woman's uh, children who are kind of getting into the market uh It's kind of a scary time for that. I mean, what's the general advice you have for people who are who are kind of thinking, uh, well, maybe now is not the time to to get into the the housing market to get to get a mortgage? I mean, obviously, everybody's different. But what's your general advice for people?
2: well, date the rate, marry the house. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, In the real estate uh, life cycles course that I teach for the Greater Vancouver Real Estate Board and and as of next year, the Victoria Real Estate Board, um, there are three things that come up most predominantly are learning about the new ways that people can save for a down payment. So like in Mary's circumstance where she was able to give both of her daughters a lump sum for a down payment, this year in 2023, we have the introduction of the first-time home savers account, and the home savers account is an awesome option for anyone who's looking to buy a home in the next 15 years. That's a first-time home buyer, but there is a sunrise and a sunset clause on it. So it became available here in 2023, and it's only available to get the tax benefits and tax uh, tax benefits like an RSP, where you get a dedu- deduction from your income. And unlike an RSP, but like a tax free savings account where you don't have to pay it back. So now you have another tool in the toolbox to be able to help you compound your down payment faster and save to own a home faster. And another thing that you have on your side right now is what happens when you have record high interest rates? You have record high savings rates. So right now you can have a zero risk, 100% liquid investment that is literally making you money while you sleep around the same rate as what a mortgage rate is. So... It's an opportunity for those who are thinking, how am I ever going to get in? For Mary's kids, Mary's kids got their lump sum right then and there. So automatically, they have a ton of benefits that they could exercise utilizing smart financial planning. They all have the option to, first of all, open up that Home Savers account. And anybody that you know that is thinking about buying in the next 15 years, so if you have kids at home, you know, that are going to be adults soon, just get the account open because if you don't open it now, then you won't have the full five years of contribution room of the $8,000 a year. So, getting that open gives them a benefit right there, then and there. Also, the savings rates are higher than ever. Also, they can contribute that to an RSP, get a tax refund potentially, and either pay out debt or have a down payment faster and they can do the regular tax-free savings account. So their down payment will go farther because they got it in a lump sum, and now they can utilize proper financial planning to maximize that opportunity to get there as soon as possible. So they might not buy in the next three months, but they will buy when they've had the opportunity to see how their dollar will go as far for them as possible. And then, of course, they find the right home.
1: So that's really interesting, and j- j- I, I may be uh, reiterating here, but if if you have kids who are in their twenties or something, and maybe they're a long way from from buying a home, you should start one of these FH, FHSAs, A's, the first home savings accounts, uh, because um, they can get a they'll get a refund as if they put money in an RRSP. But then if they take it out years years from now to buy that first home, they'll never pay tax on it, right?
2: That's right. As long as they're a first time home buyer when they take it out. So it's a, it's a great option. And one of the, th- one of the questions that I get in the real estate course all the time is, as a parent, do you get any benefit? Because some parents don't want to give their kids a lump sum. They want to give them, you know, just, they want to control the money, right? right? Um, but you don't get any financial benefit as a parent for contributing to your children's home savers account. So think of it like an RESP that, you know, they get the they get the benefits from it, but you don't get any tax benefit as a parent for contributing to it. But it does help your dollar go further because obviously it's tax-free and there's tax benefits for the actual individual.
1: Yeah, it's all about options. And uh, we're talking to Angela Calla accredited mortgage professional professional angelacalla.ca is the website to uh to go to and to talk to her people and find out about these options that you have uh angela is of course the host of the mortgage show on cknw sundays at three and she's the best-selling author of the mortgage code and we're talking about uh how to get your your uh, financial house in order and there are really so many options especially now that uh, interest rates are higher than they've been in years, and uh, there are solutions to a lot of these problems. And when we come back, uh, Angela has a whole bunch of solutions that you may not have even thought of. For example, uh, you know, a reverse mortgage to buy another revenue property as a way to to maybe uh, get some income, in your retirement years, there's all sorts of things like that. And Angela Calla will tell us all about it when we come back. It's Vancouver Consumer. And we'll be back with more right after this.
0: This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.
1: Welcome back. It's Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong. And our guest this afternoon is Angela Calla, accredited mortgage professional, uh, she's the host of The Mortgage Show right here on CKNW, Sundays at 3. And you can find Angela online with her team, AngelaCala.ca. And of course, she's the best-selling author of The Mortgage Code. And uh, we're talking all things uh, mortgages, interest rates, borrowing money. And it's more than that. It's, it's all about solutions to, to making your life better. And I guess... You know, when when people talk to you like at parties and stuff, the one question you must always get is, well, what kind of mortgage do I get fixed or variable? What what kind of mortgage has it changed now that interest rates are a little bit higher or or what's your opinion on that?
2: Yeah, it's definitely changed because their specific financial portfolio and circumstances will determine what they need. So if they're purchasing a home and they need to qualify for the most, well, they're generally stuck taking a five-year fix because right now the five-year fix is the lowest interest rate. So you know how in the last segment we said, date the rate, marry the house? Right. So <laughs> which,
1: the lender- which I'm, still fi- <laughs> which I'm still figuring out, I have to say. So, well, let date... me bring
2: this to you. Date the rate, date the rate, marry the house. So with that, in Canada, Canadians have so many more lenders to have, that they, to have access to than you would know. Like, Martin, if you had to name, like, all the banks in Canada, there's 37 chartered banks in Canada, first and foremost. But I bet you most people kind of tap out when they think about maybe eight, right? We can think about eight that we might drive by, not including credit unions, right? Yeah, fair enough. So there yeah, in Canada, accessible only through mortgage brokers are what's called monoline lenders. And I love teaching this in the real estate course because this just, you know, really helps real estate agents learn also again about solutions that they have. And so Martin, you and I have been around for a long time and you might remember back in 2008, the headlines everywhere when interest rates were as high as they were today and then they suddenly dropped down to the threes, everybody Mm -hmm. was saying, oh my gosh, do I break my mortgage? But everywhere you looked, you learned about penalty woes and interest rate differentials and how that impacted things. So let me me break it down for you. If you're a consumer and you go to your bank and you get a five-year fixed term, they're going to try to attract you with the rate. and they're going to try to say, you know, go out there, get any rate that you can get and we'll beat it. We'll match it. We'll give you an iPad and we'll give you, you know, the <laughs> year of free checking or something. Right. And you're thinking, right. wow, I'm so valued. This is awesome. Right. But what they don't tell you is that discount that they give you off of the posted rate is what's used against you. If you end up being like seven out of 10 Canadians that need to break your mortgage, either because of market circumstances, divorce, uh, family growing, job change, you can name a bunch of different reasons. But, uh, but when you get your mortgage through a mortgage broker, they have access to lenders like First National, Merricks, NCap, and all those lenders don't have posted interest rates. So how this makes sense, Martin, and why we say date the rate, marry the house, is if you want to break your mortgage because we come across a circumstance like we did back in two thousand and eight, where interest rates do go from five uh, you know, nearly six percent to three percent, I'd much rather be with a lender that doesn't have posted rates because if I have a five hundred thousand dollar mortgage and I need to break my mortgage in year three, that could cost me upwards of twenty-five to thirty thousand dollars with a lender who has a large IRD. Compared to if I got that same mortgage with a mortgage broker with a monoline lender, that penalty might only be So I can save myself 20 or so thousand dollars in equity just by understanding what the big banks will never tell you because they're never going to tell you to go to their competition, their salespeople for that institution. And rightfully so we need healthy institutions, but if you can qualify for a monoline lender, why not do that? So that's why we say date the rate, marry the house, break your mortgage when you need to, because it can be flexible to modify with the market and your lifestyle.
1: That makes sense to me now. That's great. Date the rate, marry the house. Uh, We're talking to Angela Calla, and and I think it's worth mentioning. I mention this every time, and uh, probably most people understand this, but if you don't, uh, going to a mortgage broker does not cost you anything, right?
2: Not a penny. Nope. From the initial consultation to the continual proactive management of the mortgage, there's no cost to the client for the mortgage broker. We get compensated where we place the mortgage and mm-hmm. our our responsibility is to be transparent and showing you the pros and cons of each. And let me get this very clear, Martin. We're not saying banks are bad. Banks are fantastic. And we have a lot of competition in our marketplace and that's done great things for Canadian consumers. But using a mortgage broker, you have access to a lot of options that a a consumer simply can't access because you have so many wonderful options in Canada.
1: Yeah. And it's like having an agent working for you and you're not paying, they're being paid by somebody else. And I think it's really important that people know that, that they, if they go to a mortgage broker, (laughs) they get access to everything and it doesn't cost anything
2: and it protects your credit because as an individual if you go to you know a cup maybe you go to where you bank where you have a couple of credit cards every time you inquire it takes points off of your credit score and the lower your credit score the lower options you have. But most importantly, if people go to their, even their own lender on their own to inquire about a mortgage, they don't qualify for the quote unquote new client specials that they could had they had a mortgage professional working on their application without bias with just the one application. But once you go to different credit facilities, they can see it on the credit bureau. So then if they have a special for new clients, you can't get it, which is upsetting as a consumer. Um, but a lot of consumers are just unaware of how the business of banks work. And, and this is the insight that you're gaining on this right now, listening to the show.
1: Right, exactly. And going to angelacala.ca, I give that website out all the time. And if nothing else, if you go to angelacala. C-A-L-L-A dot C-A. uh, You can read your blog and your blog is great because there's always new entries all the time. And every time I talk to you, I always go and look at the blog and I see some really interesting articles. And one of them was about taking out a reverse mortgage to buy a revenue property. And a reverse mortgage, I think for a lot of people has a very negative kind of connotation, but, uh, but not to you.
2: Not at all. I've seen it really protect and grow people's wealth and allow them to design completely different lives than they ever expected. As we talked about Mary and her two daughters, now she's living a a different life in her 70s than she ever thought possible. And instead of depleting things and and having worry about security and money, she's on a completely different path and very empowered moving forward and wealthier than she knew she, she could be. And so a lot of people come to us and they want to learn how to, how to grow financially. And so oftentimes these people are mature, they're retired, they're sitting on a lot of equity and unless you're getting your equity working for you, it really is quite quiet there and it's not, not doing anything. So some people say, you know what? I'm going to buy a a condo. I'm going to rent it out. And I don't want to have any cash outlay for that. And they can do that with a reverse mortgage. So just picture this. You own a home. Maybe it's worth $2 million. You want to buy a condo for $500,000. It's going to rent for $2,000 a month. You take the reverse mortgage out of your home. And you're not paying a penny on that. And you're getting all the revenue that comes in from the rental property straight to you. And now you're gaining that revenue. And now you still have all the revenue growing. You still have all the equity growing in your house and you have all that equity growing in your condo. And then maybe one day when you decide to downsize, you sell the house and move into that condo, but it's an option for you. Um, so it's uh, it's been good to to help people look at the other opportunities that are out there.
1: Hmm. Yeah. It, it's amazing. All these different options. I guess A lot of people don't realize they have these options. Do you find when you talk to people and they're kind of confused that uh, generally uh, people are, are wealthier than they think they are?
2: Yes. And especially with the right guidance. I mean, you know, when we talked about date the rate, marry the house, imagine if you knew, like when, when if you got a mortgage directly with your bank and, and you didn't know that your penalty was going to be higher and you could have qualified for a mortgage through First National. And then if you wanted to move in three years, you would have an extra $19,000 in equity. Of course you're wealthier. Right. And that's just the difference that you get when you talk to somebody who's independent, who's not, doesn't have any particular allegiance to any particular lender. It's just about looking at the marketplace and seeing what the best is for you. And they're not compensated any differently to take you from one institution to another. It's just all about transparency and giving you the power of choice. And that gives people the ability to be more financially secure
1: hmm. And, and the answer to this question might be quite simple, but the process for people who are listening to this and maybe they're thinking about retiring and all and they're wondering, you know, how to set up their retirement and they go to your website, angelacala.ca and set up some kind of a meeting. What's the process like? What what are the first questions you ask? And, and uh, you know, like how, how is that process?
2: It's super easy. It starts with a phone call or an email and then we have a little chat to see what their goals are, what they're looking to do. And then we just simply guide them in the right direction, whether it's speaking with the you know financial advisors that we have access to as our partners or whether it's reviewing their mortgage options and then we would just send them a list of the documents that we would need to review that and proceed along. And then we could have, you know, an appointment provided there's a benefit for us to move forward for them. Or sometimes sometimes we confirm that they're in the best spot for them and to stay put, and there's no cost for that as well. Or it's reviewing everything. Hey, there's a better solution for you. Come in and meet with us or have a meeting over Zoom or the phone or whatever works for you. But it's a two-stage process. And if it's reviewing mortgage options, it includes reviewing uh, the documentation that we need to help you. But it's very simple.
1: Mm-hmm. And when you talk about it, you always get most excited when you talk about different uh, stories about people that you've helped. And uh, you seem to get very excited about that.
2: Well, it's, that's the, that's the, like the reward, right? It's always so exciting mm-hmm. to say, hmm, where are we starting? And then where do we get to go with this? And I think, you know, the excitement that you get is is everybody's different and everybody has different goals. And everybody is going to impact people's lives differently you know, regardless of where, what life stage they're at. So it's Mm -hmm. when it's beneficial and you get to personally say, yeah, you know, as a result of you reaching out to us, we were able to save you two or $3,000 a month just by restructuring your existing debts. Or we were able to help you recognize that you could buy an investment property, or we could change your life from you thinking that you're struggling and going to run out of money before retirement to now you're not making any mortgage payments. You gifted your children, your money, and you get to keep your investments going. I mean, those types of things are incredibly rewarding to be a part of.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's all about the options. And Angela Calla, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Um, and uh, I thank you so much for taking the time.
2: Oh, it's always a pleasure. Enjoy the rest of your weekend.
1: Right on. Angela Calla, accredited mortgage professional. You can find her online at ca. And uh, you can also listen to her on CKNW uh, tomorrow, Sundays at 3 on The Mortgage Show. And you can pick up her book, The Mortgage Code. But uh, if you're thinking about what to do, go to angelacala.ca and uh, some of those solutions could be yours. This is Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. Coming up, the Vancouver Public Library has a book returned after being overdue for 90 years, plus the amazing history of the Vancouver Public Library, which actually has roots going back to the late 1800s. That story is next when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this.
0: This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.
1: Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. Now, this is an overdue library book. It's just been returned to the Vancouver Public Library 90 years past the due date. The book, which is actually a a collection of plays, was checked out in 1937. The library shared the glimpse back in time this week on its Facebook page. It was before the library's electronic catalog, obviously, and you can see the library card and the little paper envelope that it goes in. And while it's hard to believe that Vancouver actually had a public library 90 years ago, the roots of the VPL actually go way beyond that, all the way back to 1869. It was January 19th, 1869, in a meeting room that was known as Bummer's Hall. That's where Captain James Raymer, the manager of the Hastings Mill, opened what he called the New London Institute a reading room that would serve as Vancouver's first public library. Raymer was not just the manager of the mill. He was known to be an intelligent guy, very well-dressed. And as part of his work running the mill, he was determined to bring some civilization and education to the rough-and-tumble world of the Burrard Inlet in 1869. The reading room started with only a few books, but it's where most of the city's books would be stored until the Great Vancouver Fire of 1886. A year after that, in December of 1887, the Vancouver Reading Room would be established as the city's first official library. That was in a rented space above Thomas Dunn's hardware store on Cordova Street. And if you wanted to use that library in 1887, you had to pay a fee of 50 cents a month. And it was only available to men. Only men were allowed in. A year later in 1888, women were finally allowed to use it. And by 1892, all fees were abolished and the city's new free library and reading room would be available to all for free. The Vancouver Public Library actually still has some of the books that were part of that very first new London reading room. And by the way, if you're hanging on to a really overdue library book, remember that as of June 1st of last year, the Vancouver Public Library stopped charging late fees and any outstanding fines from before that were wiped clean. So they won't charge you anything. So it's good news for whoever just returned that 90-year-old book. And it seems like this is a good year for people finally returning overdue library books. This past May, somebody returned a book That was just shy of 100 years late. It was a book about U.S. history that was returned to the St. Helena Public Library in Napa Valley, California. And at the time the book was borrowed, fines for overdue titles were a nickel a day, meaning that Jim Perry, the guy who returned the book, theoretically owed about $1,756. So uh, lucky for him. And if you want to go to the record for the world's most overdue library book. You'll have to go way beyond just 100 years. The Guinness World Record for an overdue library book is held by a book owned by Sydney Sussex College, Cambridge. The history book, which is written in German, was borrowed in 1667 or 1668. They're not absolutely sure. It was returned in January of 1956 to the college, at least 287 years overdue. This is Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. We're here every Saturday from 2 to 4 p.m. I want to thank our producer, Leo Coelho, and our guest producer this week, the intrepid Phil Figueredo. I'm Martin Strong. The news on CKNW is next.
0: The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.